This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome. It's uh, Saturday, 10 December in the year of our Lord, 2022. Yesterday, historic day. On the, on these lawsuits, on Twitter, on the lawsuits, they're exposing the FBI and DOJ and CISA and all of it for the um, the corruption and the power they've had, and they want to thwart the will of the people. Um, the Kerry Lake situation, her, you got to read it today, the 70-pager. Also, to read the testimony coming out of this, um, the... Um, um, the lawsuits, Missouri and Louisiana, Schmidt and uh, Landry. Uh, and they got, that's the one that got Fauci, you know, don't, he don't remember. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember. Oh, by the way, I don't remember. Okay. He's going to be remembering a lot better when he gets to the house and that when they do the criminal referrals of that little scumbag um, and the wife and the daughter, you calling, you calling our own, um, Natalie Winters, a low-level troll. Grace Chung is the troll. <laughs> Natalie Winters is the assassin. I know mainstream media goes nuts when I say that. Um, also, Matt Taibbi and the crime scene that is Twitter. The thing in Twitter is um, it's, um, how do I say this, revelatory. Things we've been talking about a lot. And things start to make sense. The suppression of, I mean, look at the information. Look at last night. We get Natalie, we get uh, Naomi Wolf on here. We have the doctors. We have Dr. McCullough. We have Dr. Malone. You have Ed Dowd. You have all the testimony was done with the workshop that, that Johnson put on. All Think about it, all the suppression on the mass mandates, all the suppression on, um, on um, everything with the vaccine, right? And now you see all the information coming with the vaccine. He actually had, we had uh, Jeffrey Tucker on yesterday from Brownstone. He's gone through the Pence book. Think of the Pence book. Remember, things were so uncertain. There was so much, you know, uncertainty. You had the 15 days to flatten the curve, and that was because of capacity utilization in, uh, in ICUs. And, in fact, I think it was Natalie Winter's father was the one that actually could explain that to me, 100,000 ICU beds throughout the country. You got to have... You know, you got to have capacity. You got to make sure there's capacity for people that are that are ill. It was all about capacity utilization. In Pence's book, it shows you they go in the Oval Office, they throw up one or two charts, and you got it's Fauci and Burks and Pence, and they're all sitting there pushing the lockdowns and further lockdowns and, and, and deeper lockdowns you know, off of evidence that you go back and look at that just wasn't there. It's kind of it was kind of made up, or they were they were. They were um, organizing it, so he led you to a conclusion that it was not based on evidence. Remember, at the time, I went back and they said they were showing models. And actually, they say in Pence's book, they showed a model to the president, showed the desk. That's not their model. We still, not to date, and this will become in the investigations, 
we still have not to date seen the internal modeling, the actual numbers of what CDC and others, but CDC and HHS actually thought was going to be the real models for what uh, potential casualties could be. They went off models of the University of Washington, I think Seattle, and they went off models, I think the University of Southampton, or they went off models that were done in Hong Kong by people at the time. Remember, they talked about this, this meeting with Trump uh, about, the, uh, about flattening the curve and extending it, and they said, well, here's what, I'm, here's what the models show. We still, don't, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. What, the, what did Fauci and these guys actually do internally? It'd be like a company. You, you report your own earnings and you give out your own earnings model. Hey, this is what we think we're going to hit next quarter and this is what we're next quarter and this is what the year looks like. It's called our guidance. This is what our guidance is. And, of course, you've got Bank of America and J.P. Moore and Goldman. They do their own. And then if you miss, hey, these guys miss. Company misled us. Company didn't know what was going on. Ba-bing, ba-bang, ba-bung. We've still never seen, I kept arguing at the time, hey, can we actually see a model that Fauci puts his name on, that CDC puts his name on, that Collins puts his name on, something that the government would come for it, not, relay, not relaying on, relying on University of Washington at Seattle or Southampton or Hong Kong University or others or compilations or like a real clear politics average when we have it itself. This is all going to come up and, and be, and that's what I'm saying. We're at the top of the first thing. We've got to get to the bottom of all this. That's the biomedical security state. Then you've got the national security state. Then you've got the industrial complex. The administrative state is the Leviathan. It feeds off the $5.5 trillion every year the spent that's funded by their funding source, the Federal Reserve. They've got a perfect system. They've got a group that just hits the button on the computer. Hey, you got it, baby. There you are. We just, you know, we just, and, and by the way, if we can't, if we can't underwrite uh, the, the fiscal domination you're putting with these massive deficits and in, in this bizarro theory of modern, monetary theory that they're all addicted to, uh, we'll just put a, we'll put nine trillion on our balance sheet. We'll just do that. We'll just have our, our owners, the, 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 the banks that own us, <laughs> we'll just, we'll have them create the bonds. We'll buy it. They'll push it into the, they'll push the cash into the venture capital funds and the hedge funds. And that's way money will circulate in the system. And we'll take care of that way. Ooh, by the way, they'll get fees, become fat, dumb, and happy. And uh, of course you get screwed. Because we'll have a zero interest rates and, you know, 90% of the assets in the country will come into 0.5% of the population and 90%, which is virtually all the middle class and the working class in this country, plus the poor, the working poor, you'll own nothing. How does that, how does that sit? That good? That's the system. That's where we're fighting. No increase the debt ceiling. That's where we're fighting. Let's stop this madness with the omnibus bill. Omnibus bill's got all this other stuff, everything in it, and they want to throw everything else in it too put a little amnesty in there. We'll put $50 billion to Ukraine. We'll do all that. We'll, all the wokeness in the Defense Department so they can hide their crimes. They can hide their crimes because that's what they are. And now they have a Praetorian Guard. The FBI and DOJ, if I can give a historical analogy, is like the Praetorian Guard around the Roman emperors. Remember, they had a vote. They had the big vote. If the guy played ball, they protected him. If he didn't play ball, they replace him. That's what the FBI in, in Nixon and Watergate, they're going, oh, he had all these crimes. Let's go back and look at it. Go back and look at it. It was the federal court system, these judges, DOJ, these corrupt lawyers on the panels over in the House and the Senate working with each other, doing stuff that never should have been done, passing information, never said Judge Sirica corrupt up to his eyeballs. They put him up as a big hero. Having conversations, meetings, 
change the thing, plus the FBI. Woodward and Bernstein are two dummies on the, the, the Washington Post, two dummies. Just re, go back and look at it. Face the facts. They had nothing. They had a little sidebars and stuff like that. It was felt. They had deep throat. Remember deep throat? Deep throat. That was the deputy director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Nobody talks about that today. My phone's blowing up. God, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. As much time spent on Watergate, nobody ever mentions what happened. Hoover died, right? Hoover died, and they were all panicked. Oh, my God, the Hoover files, which he threatens us with all the time. But if anybody gets their hands on what Hoover knows, we're all cooked, right? Because Hoover had the receipts, and what he didn't have, they'd make up, Okay. So we got to get our guy in there. They pulled Patrick Gray, deputy attorney general, because the FBI was hermetically sealed, hermetically sealed, and Felt thought it was his. And after that time, and Nixon knew it. He said, you got to watch that Felt guy. He's going to be coming for us. And he did come for you. The FBI in the federal court system did a coup on Richard Nixon. I'm not saying Nixon was <laughs> – Nixon's far from blameless, okay? But did it uh, have to be a removal of a president that had won in a landslide? Is that what it was? When the Republicans, remember the only reason Nixon walked out, he was a fighter, the only reason he walked out, the guys came up to him and said, hey, this is August, hey, we got a midterm, it's going to be really bad, it's going to be really bad, you got to go. And they kind of worked out a side deal with him, hey, you're going to get pardoned, work it all out, boom, done, walk to the helicopter, give us a tear, a Riva baby, sorry it didn't work out. Then what happened was the most shameful period in the history of the United States up until that time. We've had more shameful things. The abandonment, and I mean the abandonment, of the people that fought with us in Vietnam and in, in Cambodia and Southeast Asia, the killing fields. Was it 20 or 30 million people slaughtered by the communists? By the way, not, not that CCP was at war with them, hated them. This is all the butchered by the Khmer Rouge and butchered when, when Saigon fell and the, and the Democrats, the anti-Watergate Democrats, that huge class that came, all those wonderful, lovely folks cut off the Vietnamese military immediately. No money, no coin, not like Ukraine. Where we're shoveling in to that money laundering operation. We're shoveling in cash nonstop, $40 billion. No, cut it off, cut it off. Most shameful. Don't, they don't talk about the dude. What Steve, what are you talking about? I haven't heard about that. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. The victors get to write the history, and they won. The administrative state, that was the beginning. Administrative state really started in its thing, civil wars, kind of, but really after World War II with General Marshall. What, what, did, what, did, McCarthy, what did McCarthy start with? What was McCarthy, how did McCarthy come? Who lost China? How did we win the Second World War? How did we come in? Obviously, the casualties were the people in China and the Russian civilians. We came in with these heroes, the bravest of the brave, the greatest generation, our industrial production, plus a generation of young men and women who unquestionably gave their lives for this and won. But how do we win and how do we end up losing? How do we end up like the Russian people are thinking? How do we end up losing all Eastern Asia? How do we stop Patton in Montgomery from going to Berlin? How did that all happen? How did we lose China? China was our ally. The Chinese people took the brunt of the Japanese Imperial Army. Okay, they were our ally. How, how did that happen? By 1940, how did it happen? A, a guy had a question, that guy named Joe McCarthy. Okay? And don't let him trip. By the way, Bobby Kennedy's Joe McCarthy's counsel. Jack Kennedy, 
he had the, he missed the vote when they censured. I, my back's hurt me that day. I don't think I can be there. Yeah, Joe Kennedy said you ain't going to be there because McCarthy's a hero, and he's rooting out the commies. He's rooting out the people in the administrative state that are selling you out. You notice when we talked about this, Jim Hoff's on there talking about, oh, you know, the State Department's actually funding two groups that are left-wing groups that have PolitiFact, and they're always referring to Twitter, and you look at this, always referring, well, you, you got to take a Trump off, you got to take these people off, because it's, they're all lying, because the PolitiFact's an independent thing, it's all the same today, that's all buried in the omnibus bill, you're paying for it, you paid for your jobs to be shipped over to China, you're paying for it, Larry Fink's sitting on your money, putting your money to work, he's got ESG, he's got social justice warriors crushing oil, killing the economy, making everybody woke, or he's not going to put any money into the stock, that's your money. The same money that shipped all the jobs over to China. And your tax dollars are paying for any of this. So don't sit here and, I don't want to hear, oh, we didn't lose it. Hey, hey, we are where we are. The, the odds are long on this. But I think it's worth fighting for it. And I think it's worth talking truth to power. Matt Taibbi, who is no MAGA and no conservative, he just gave it to you last night, boom, with right between the eyes, the removal of Trump. And anybody that doesn't get, he ain't talking about Twitter. Twitter is the way that he's telling you how Trump was removed by Trump's own administration. Now, the administrative state that, that runs the whole deal, right? They, 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 they couldn't, they tried to game the same interagency process, the fetish of fetishes in Washington, D.C., the interagency process, they try to get him on, wait for it, the Ukraine. I'm not making this up. Think about it for a second. So obvious now. So in your grill. The ticket, the second shot to remove him from office, where, where the State Department and the National Security Council and Vimin and all that crowd of the administrators, they took their shot in Ukraine, but they couldn't do it then, couldn't get the votes in the Senate. They came back in, in, in the summer, after the CCP drops the biological weapon, it's as clear as the nose on your face. Okay. You know, I would love to talk about the economy. I'd love to talk about other things, but you got to get down to the heart of what this is. This is revelations. And quite frankly, the president in Mar-a-Lago, you got to get the game up. Got to get better. Just not good enough right now. I hate to be so brutally frank, but we're fighting for the country. Got to get off the truth. You got to get engaged in these battles up here right now because that sets the stage for your second term, the return. And now we have to do it. We have to do it. You cannot allow this apparatus to remove a sitting president. If it is, we're a banana republic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell put out last night a missive a missive that now he's formally running to be head of the RNC also runs his side gig. I guess now is running mypillow.com. Make sure you uh, go check it out for the Christmas season. You've got a husband, your resources, give a gift from my pillow money back guarantee until the end of the first quarter. That's March 31st. You're supporting uh, the war room. Of course, the great company up in Minnesota and all Mike's endeavors. That's why, by the way, he's been out of Walmart, out of Bed Bath & Beyond, out of all the other big box, out of retail, off of home shopping, because they think this is all nonsense. It's not nonsense. 
let me just go back because it's interesting. Even the war room posse, which is the most educated around, a lot of this is what are you talking? Nixon? You screw no, 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 no. Go back to Kennedy. Kennedy's the railhead of it. Okay. Kennedy's railhead of it. I got Jack Pasopic. I'm going to bring Pasopic here in a second. Kennedy's railhead of it. Uh, the FBI, to be blunt, did nothing but try to obfuscate around the investigation of Lee Harvey Oswald and put him forward. And I'm not, I'm not going grassy knoll on you. I'm not doing two gunmen. I'm not doing the conspiracy that the House came up with uh, in the mid-70s. I'm just telling you a fact that they did everything in their power to make sure that no other investigation. This is why they've got 15,000 documents. Remember, they didn't even, they haven't released yet. President Trump didn't release them. He blinked. That's the CIA and the FBI that, that don't want those documents out there. This is about the whole thing in Mexico and, 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 and uh, Oswald going to Mexico in, in September, all of it, right? That's a whole, I'm going to play on Monday. I'm going to try to get Monica Crowley on here. It was Nixon. The they, they, the first conversation that that Hoover and, and, and Johnson had, you got these are two demons, okay, and they're talking. And I, by the way, and I realized Hoover, particularly I was a young guy, adored, revered by my dad as a guy that was an anti-communist, and he did a lot of great stuff. But power corrupts, and ultimate power corrupts absolutely. And he was so corrupt towards the end, and had a corrupt institution, the FBI, and they are directly involved. Hey. Just go back. Nobody's heard this. The reason nobody's heard it. Nobody, Mark Felt was deep throat. That came out in the, after he died. His family put it out, and, and Bernstein. These guys had to figure out. Oh, now we got to. Oh, uh, how we got to figure out how? Maybe we're not heroes because he spoon fed him everything. He got passed over by Nixon. Nixon put Pat Gray in there to try to get control of the FBI. He knew it was out of control. Put Pat Gray over there from DOJ, Assistant Attorney General, and he said at the time, Felt's going to come for us, and Felt did come for him. The FBI was directly involved through Mark Felt in the takedown of Richard Nixon. Absolutely. Not even of that. There is no question. And they're directly involved. Bring a Jack Posobiec. Posobiec, you were on a roll last night. I want to make sure everybody understands something because even Hoft, who, and, and who I think is brilliant, was like, wow, I hadn't thought of that. And Hoft has done an amazing job at Gateway. Matt, Jack Posobiec, Posobiec joins us by phone. He's going to be honored tonight in New York City at this event. He and MTG. For all the great work Jack Basobic's done. The title of the Twitter of the third dump is the removal of Trump. This is not about the removal of Trump from Twitter. Yes, it is about that. Like any movie on the surface is about like the searchers are about uh, John Wayne and the Comanches in West Texas in 1868. The, the subtext is the search for the Holy Grail. That's the story, right? Here, the removal of Trump is not Twitter. That's an instrumentality. It's removal of Trump as president of the United States by the FBI, by the DOJ, by DHS and CISA, by the administrative state. Jack Posobiec, your thoughts? Well, Steve, I, that's exactly right. And, of course, the searchers, it's, it's the daughter of, of John Wayne. And it becomes the character that he's searching for across the prairies, but it's actually a, it's you know, it's it's this idea that man must go through everything, must fight every challenge 
to yes. accomplish that ultimate goal. That's the plot. I mean, people will say, it's, oh, it's racist and you can't watch it anymore. It's, it's, it's not about that. You have to understand the subtext here. And when you're, and by the way, when you're looking at, at Watergate, that was a coup, right? This, that was about Mo Dean and her desk and John Dean and getting the client list for the honeypot operation. And G. Gordon Liddy was very open about this, even after the, he's proud of it, as a matter of fact. And when we see now the Twitter dump last night, the removal of Trump, Twitter was just one prong of the operation that people need to understand this. Because when I see that testimony from Elvis Chan over there in the Missouri case, and he's saying that he was going over to Twitter to build relationships. Yeah, I know what it means when the FBI says they're building relationships. This guy, Yoel Ross, he's the perfect target as an intelligence patsy. This guy is a total head case. He does his Ph.D. dissertation on Grinder. It's all about his own activity, believes his own stuff, is, is totally twisted up. They used him as an asset the same way that in the past that what you're outlining is that Felt was running Woodward and Bernstein as assets. You have to understand the directionality here because it's not just about what was censored. It's about what was amplified and it's about who was running the operation. And people want to sit there and say, oh, it's so bad and it's terrible that they did this. No, 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 no. You think this was inadvertent? You think this was just, oh, it's an accident and whoops, we accidentally... No, no, no. There are people that wanted Trump gone from day one. They tried to take him out of office even before he put his hand on the Bible. They spent the entire administration trying to take him down. And then in the final hours, what do you see? You see intelligence operatives working with Twitter, hand in glove, leading them down the primrose path, with apologies to, uh, to Dr. Mearsheimer on that, because they're telling Twitter what to do. It's, it's not about what Twitter did. It's about who directed yes. them to do yes. it. And it, that was the FBI. That was the DHS. They're hiding in the shadows here. And if you are overlooking that, you are missing the, in, the okay. point entirely. And by the way, <laughs> we got Elon Musk out now, and I want to see more receipts yeah. because he's saying this wasn't the only election they've done this in. Well, here, here's the thing with Musk the other day, the removal of James Baker. Remember, Baker is general counsel to the FBI. This town, yeah. nobody moves until the general counsel signed off on something, particularly the FBI, which everything's about investigations and legal. One of the most powerful positions in all of the administrative state, in all of Washington. He goes to become counsel over to Twitter. He's not one of the first guys Elon Musk blows up. Elon Musk fires him the other night. Why? Elon Musk says two things. Number one, suppression. He didn't get all the information. And then, wait for it, destruction of information. James Baker exactly is right. an FBI guy. He's the guy up there. He's and by the way, he's an adult. The rest of the Twitter management team is kind of clown. It's kind of clown show bozos. Let's be honest. It's 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 the meritocracy, right? It's a bozo land. And no, you can tell by the look, way they look, run this look, thing. Look, Go ahead. They were handpicked, and you can see it in these messages. You can see they're they're chasing their own tail. Oh, they're saying it's all rational. We have to add this heuristic, and then they're coming up with all these new words. Twitter speak is the new one. But at the end, it's James Baker, who, and Taibbi's own words, that Elon Musk plank-walked him after they found out that this guy was not just 
vetting the material for proprietary information. He was cleaning his tracks and he was cleaning the tracks of the FBI fingerprints that are all over this operation. So why is it that you only see in the initial tranche, go back to Twitter files one, I actually call them Twitter leaks. I call it Twitter leaks. The first tranche only had one email from James Baker and it was very demure and he was saying, we're going to look into it. You really think that they didn't go to the general counsel for everything? Of course they did. But why weren't those files in the Taibbi tranche? It's simple, because they went to Baker yeah. first. Hold it. Remember, Marie, uh, Miranda Devine She's came the on the show guy. the morning after. She, she goes, even she, and her bit, one of the biggest complaints, she says, the one email you had from Baker didn't have a date-time group on it. There was no time when it went out. She says, it's very important there's to nothing, know that that went out at 6.15 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, he cleaned up. He's he's the he's Mister was it Mister White or Mister Wolf in the uh, in the movie? He comes and does the Mr. cleanup. Mister Wolf, no, Mister White. Mister White is Reservoir Dogs. Mister Wolf, Reservoir. Mister Wolf, is, Mr. Is, Mr. Is the, the Wolf comes in comes in from Pulp Fiction for the cleanup. That's Baker. He's you call yeah, him Keitel, over to clean Harvey up Keitel. the blood. Harvey Keitel. Um, once Here's again, I just want to make. The, 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 by the way, we go from the searchers to uh, to uh, to uh, Pulp Fiction. Not bad. Well, you um, got to go to Lord, and we had Lord of War this the, this week too. Here's what's going to happen: There's going to be a knock on that door, and you're going to be told to release me. Well, no, let's talk about the, the Griner thing. They're all got the big tears, and she's being hugged, and you know her, her husband or wife or whoever the girl is is you know with the big salt tears running down, and they you know they checked her, and of course they're not talking about the forty billion dollars they're just shoving into this budget to send your money, hard-earned tax dollars, over to Ukraine to pay for this debacle to kill more Ukrainians, more Ukrainian civilians. Uh, but the Lord of War, Jack Posobiec, am I incorrect? He's going to be there with Putin helping to get, get the small arms they so desperately need, sir? Steve, he's going to be – this is what people don't understand about Victor Bout, and I think there's a lot of people that are missing the point, is that Victor Bout was working for the United States government all throughout the Iraq war. He was running over 1,000 resupply missions, $60 million of U.S. taxpayer money, including millions of dollars in free gasoline, right, going back to the energy side of it. He works both sides. And that's what his get-out-of-jail-free card always was. And they t- this is the end scene of Lord of War. Just go watch the movie. Because he says, y- you guys call me the world's biggest arms dealer, but actually your boss is the world's biggest arms dealer, the president of the United States. I'm just the number two guy that they call in when they need a little extra help without any strings tied. So this guy's looking at not just, by the way, the arms in Eastern Europe, but also look at the billions of dollars of military equipment that we left behind on the battlefield of Afghanistan. And this is going to be a free-for-all. And I love, I love, by the way, that the arms dealers are all getting back in the game just before World War III kicks off. Uh, Jack, can I, I know you're traveling. Can you just hold on? Short commercial break. I just want to finish up with the FBI. Jack Posobiec. Next, we got Kurt Olson, hopefully on deck. Uh, Joe Allen, Natalie Winters. We're packed. Posobiec's going to hang with us on the phone for a couple more questions when we return in the war room. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you all Because we're taking down the CCP. your host, Stephen K. Bath.
Jack Posobiec tonight is going to be honored in uh, New York by the New York Young Republicans Club, founded by, I think, by Teddy Roosevelt. Tremendous tradition there. He's going to be honored for all his work fighting for freedom. MTG's also going to be honored. December 17th through 20th, you can get us all. We're all going to be in Metro Phoenix at America Fest, put on by Turning Point. Go to tpusa.com slash war room. Go there right now. We want to see everybody, everybody there. We're going to hang out, limited hangouts, um, meet and greets, all of it, plus doing the show live. Tons of great speakers. I mean, Candace is going to be there. Tucker's going to be there. Senator Hawley's going to be there fighting the good fight. MTG, dozens of others. Gutfeld, Laura Ingram, this is going to be packed wall to wall. Pasovic, one more time. You were you, Last night, you were laying out the case that really took Taibbi's information next level when somehow it was dropped off of Twitter. Give me two minutes. Summarize the case of Jack Pasovic as this was an intelligence operation. Well, and Steve, don't forget, and, and everyone needs to know about that America Fest. Uh, this is like the State of the Union where you have to leave one guy behind because everybody in, in the movement is going to be there, right? All And the shows are all going to be live, including the great Tim Poole, who will be doing TimCast IRL live for the first time. Okay. I'm going to volunteer. Everybody's got to go to Amphib. I'm going to volunteer. Vi, the Vishbura. The Vishbura will be the continuity of, uh, of, of the, the, of the resistance. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, because he's the one who's going to lead the war parties after we, after the uh, after they exactly. take us all out, right? Yeah, exactly, we need Vish exactly. for that. We need the warlord, <laughs> warlord Vish. But no, the, but look, what I was the, laying out last Vish night is that I think yeah. I and, and I love what Taibbi's doing, and and I think it's great, and I understand that he's drinking from a fire hose over there. But what we need to understand is look at the directionality of this. You're only looking at one piece of the puzzle. Because you've got Yoel Roth in his own words saying that he's meeting with the FBI regarding the takedown of Trump from the platform. Yoel Roth in his own words says that. And this is my theory of the case, that Yoel Roth was being run as an intelligence asset of the national security state, in this case the FBI, and DHS, Elvis Chan, building his relationships. Yeah, we know what that's called in the business. That's called building rapport and then getting handled the way they handled the election. They were handling Yoel Roth. Elvis Chan was the handler in these operations. They then went to him, and that's what you do. You plant. There's never going to be, you know, the, the email that says you need to censor the laptop. There's never going to be an email that says take down Trump, but the seed is going to be planted, and then they go and make their moves doing exactly just like you saw, by the way, with Mark Feld, Woodward and Bernstein wrote exactly what they were told to write by the FBI. They were typists. And that's what they people were need typists. to understand. This is not the first time typists. we've seen this playbook. Yep. This is their typist. Jack, I know you're hurling. We'll check you, uh, into you tonight. It's going to be a major speech by Jack Pasovic. He's getting the award from the New York Young Republicans Club. Great honor, Jack Pasovic, and thank you for thank taking you. time. I know you're traveling with family to join us here in the Look, I, I got to tell you, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not used to going to an event with, with Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani coming to see me speak. I said, I, I think it should be the other way around, but, but, but it's, it's no. a huge honor and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so humbled to, uh, to be, to be there tonight. You, you, uh, you rate it, as we say in the Navy. You've, you've done, you've done the work. So, uh, fantastic. Look forward to tonight, sir. Thank you. Bravo Zulu. Bravo Zulu. Let me go. I'm going to, I'm going to change it up. Let me go to Natalie. Natalie, to tell, show how the administration of state rolls, baby. Talk to us about Fauci's relief. Fauci's being relieved right <laughs> now. He's given his multiple exit interviews that Natalie Winters can't get enough of. 
Uh, talk about who's going <laughs> to replace him. This is how the system rolls. This is how it rolls. And I admire it. They roll with a mailed fist. They could care less what you have to think about it. Tell us who the replacement is, ma'am. Well, Steve, you always say that, you know, in buying Twitter, Elon Musk purchased a crime scene and not a company. And I think the same analogy used the United States government because it's not a government anymore. It's a crime scene. Um, and these coups that are being carried out by agencies like the FBI, they're not just limited to the FBI. I think we're also seeing kind of a, a similar subversion of the will of the American people occurring at the NIH and specifically Fauci's agency, the NIAID. And I think there's no better example of this than the person that they appointed to be the temporary successor to Anthony Fauci, who's set to step down by the end of this year. Um, so this is an individual by the name of Hugh Auchincloss. Um, people may know him. He's a son. He's actually a Democratic congressman. Um, but this is someone who has been Anthony Fauci's really number two since 2006. He's the principal deputy director at the NIAID. So this is someone who's not just been around while the NIAID was overseas spearheading collaborative research deals with the Chinese Communist Party, um, but he really was the boots on the ground. And what I mean by that is that in 2011, he actually traveled to Beijing um, to sign and expand a memorandum of understanding with the National Natural Science Foundation of China, which is this group that is not only do they fund the People's Liberation Army, um, studies carried out by researchers there, they're an intricate component um, of the PLA and this kind of fusion of military and civil science. But it was this very same group that was the co-funder um, of a lot of these studies carried out by the Wuhan Institute of Virology regarding the manipulation of bat coronaviruses involving EcoHealth Alliance. So he's definitely an integral figure in the NIH's broader collaboration with the CCP. And of course, the kind of trickle over the spillover effect that confirms this is that not only was Hugh Auchincloss the same person that Anthony Fauci sent that very controversial panicked email about the gain-of-function research that was occurring in Wuhan in the early days of the COVID pandemic. We received those emails through a Freedom of Information Act request. But this is also the same guy who, in Fauci's deposition just a few days ago, um, when he was pressed why this gain-of-function research was allowed to occur in Wuhan despite a ban on this you know, deadly manipulation of viruses, uh, Hugh Auchincloss is actually the person that Anthony Fauci said, explicitly used his name and kind of threw under the bus, um, saying that he was the one who actually reversed um, this ban in the case of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So this is someone who has played a very, very critical role um, in a lot of these decisions that led to the NIH and our taxpayer funds getting so commingled with the CCP. So, you know, for Anthony Fauci to call me and you a troll, I think this is the epitome of a troll. Uh, using, a, using a guy who really was sort of this like shadow government, uh, this shadow bureaucrat overseas in China, um, you know, merging the yeah. NIH with the CCP, it's trolling the American people um, by putting him in charge of the agency, at least temporarily. You know, it's, 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 it's totally seamless. And as you know, the Auchincloss is one of the old Yankee money families in this country. That, that is white shoe um, social register top of the list, right? Part of the, the Jack Kennedy's wife, Jackie Kennedy, uh, was uh, from, it was an Auchincloss or had a, you know, the, an uncle. Uh, they were all in tied in together. Um, Natalie, fantastic job. We got a lot more to report on this, but we'll let you, uh, you're going to be at the event tonight. 
uh, we'll let you, uh, we'll let you punch. Thank you so much. How do people get to you on social media? Natalie G winters on all platforms. Natalie G winters, not a low level, what is it, low level troll? <laughs> Doggy man. High level that, troll. Better, better, better high level troll. Better watch out there, Fauci. <laughs> Don't get her mad. You get her mad. I tell you, uh, thank you so much, Natalie. Appreciate it. Okay, one of the one of the bones we have to pick with uh, with Elon, he owns the crime scene, doing a pretty good job there. But it's it's the it's not just the CCP money coming out of Tesla. More importantly, it's the it's the computer in the brain or the chip in the brain. Let's do the cold open from the one and only um, the one and only uh, Joe Allen. Let's do it. This is the Dicker Data Show. Oké, en hier ben ik dus echt helemaal excited over. Ik heb dus een chip in mijn hoofd. Ik heb geen idee hoe dat als je metaal in jouw lichaam doet. Terug, muziek hieronder. Is dat dan? En hoe voel jij je? Goed. Goed? Ja, die zijn de grootte grootte van een rijskorrel. En als ik hier eentje laat zien. Ik heb hier het laserapparaat en uh, hier een implantaat. En als ik dan... Oh, wacht even. Ik keek net naar het scherm, maar er zit ook gewoon een lampje in. Ja. En als je al die chips in jouw uh, hele lijf hebt, dan kan je gewoon Just Dance doen. Zonder zaaltjes <laughs> vasthouden. Ja, dat is echt... Hij is nu dicht. Hij is dicht. Ik heb het gecheckt. Ik heb geen autosteutel in mijn hand. Nice. It may be true that 10 to 20 year olds don't want to wear a watch on their wrist. But you can be sure that they'll be far more interested in wearing an electronic tattoo, if only to piss off their parents. Okay. Okay. Uh, very disturbing for our podcast, our vast podcast and radio audience. They can't see that visual. Uh, that was a commercial. Tell us about that because it's, it's quite shocking, Joe Allen. Something that we have warned about, sir. Yes, yeah, Steve. That was uh, actually it's a thirty-minute special that was put on by a show called. Uh, in English, The Big Data Show. It's a children's show. Uh, it, it airs in the Netherlands. And what we saw there was a sort of a glamorization or exploration of what it means to be a chip cyborg. And again, you could, could see the children. Um, they're kind of giggling and laughing about it. Uh, I actually used the, the pretty pitiful uh, Apple translator to, to get as much as I could out of it to understand what they were talking about. And the kids were actually pretty horrified by the idea. But then we saw, uh, you know, a biohacker, which had become quite common. Uh, the, the dangerous things, the company that uh, he was plugging with that shirt, they estimate anywhere from 50 to 100,000 people who walk around with chips in their hands, uh, you know, because it is a sort of fetish for them. And so this children's show is showing this in, in, a, in a way that, uh, in some parts of it, it's, it's glamorized. Uh, in other parts of it, it uh, you know, maybe slightly, uh, there's a little bit of skepticism about it. But I think what it really represents is uh, this, this really uh, an increasingly pervasive attitude towards this man-machine merger concept uh, or chipping uh, people or oneself uh, in order to better facilitate getting through modern life. And in the case of, of this show, chipping children uh, to better be able to keep track of them. I, I should remind the audience that in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, Klaus Schwab explicitly endorses 
the idea of chipping children as an upside to microchipping so that parents won't lose them. So yeah, it's one of many, many, many pieces that we've shown the audience of this cultural or civilizational transformation that's being pushed through everywhere from Silicon Valley to Davos, to Oxford, and all the way over to Shanghai and Beijing. This is a civilizational transformation. That propaganda piece is a little peek at what they have in mind. 30 Minutes for a Child Show. Get to remember, they're going after the traditional family through the children. The children are going to be the instrumentality of that. They understand they're going to have a tough time convincing most people in their 40s or 50s that are rational about putting a computer in your a chip in your brain uh, to become basically a cyborg, which you will become. So they're going to they're going after family. This is the whole thing with the radical gender ideology, all of it. They're coming after the family, they're coming after the kids. Uh, Joe, hang on for one second. The other thing I want to mention, we'll get into more of it next week. We'll carve out some time. The Netherlands may be the point of attack on the Great Reset. They're the ones rolling up the farmers. What they're doing on the environmental situation is so radical. Uh, and now you're seeing there, that's kind of state-sponsored television, 30 minutes on the big data show to go after these innocent children. And as Joe Allen said, if you watch the whole thing and kind of do the trans, they're little, the kids are a little bit horrified. Like, hey, I think I'm doing okay. I don't know if I want a chip in my brain, right? You know, God, my parents told me God made me. And I'm just fine. Nope. Nope. We got to, what we got to do is put a computer in your brain. You're not good enough. You got to be, you got to be upgraded. The times in which we live, the times in which we live. Why did God put you here in this time to stand and deliver? That's why. Think about it. Short break. Joe Allen next. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, Joe Allen, uh, what are your coordinates uh, so people can get to all your great reporting over the weekend, sir, before we have you back here on Monday? Come have a look at a new article I have up, a Relentless Transformation from Primitive Pixels to Biodigital Brains. It's at jobot.xyz. You can find it at the top of my social media, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. And I want to leave you guys with a quote from William Gibson. The future is already here. It just hasn't been evenly distributed yet. Brilliant, sir. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you tonight. The Joe Allen. Okay, I've got Kurt Olson, the lead attorney on the Kerry Lake situation. Kurt, the floor is yours. Just walk us through what's important. We've told everybody they got to read the 70-page uh, suit. Uh, they're doing that as their homework assignment uh, today. Uh, what should they look for, sir? Well, what they should look for is hard evidence. And so when you see this complaint, you'll, you'll see that we have witnesses from inside of Maricopa County who were involved in the election process. We have a witness from Runbeck Services, that is the processor of these ballots on behalf of Maricopa and many others. We have an, a cyber expert witness by the name of Clay Parikh, who has unique credentials in that he was hired by Pro V&B 
which is the voting system testing lab for these machines, for nine years to do the certification testing on these uh, on these machines on behalf of the, for the EAC. And so the the amount of evidence that this complaint brings forward is stunning. And when you see that this evidence, it's a broken system. So for example, we talk about mail-in votes. Mail-in votes are one of the most vulnerable methods by which election fraud can occur. One of the, uh, one of the ways to protect against that is what's called signature verification. So the voter will sign the ballot envelope with their signature under oath attesting that they are the voter that submitted that ballot. And then when it gets through the process, Maricopa County will have people, and some of whom are whistleblowers and are, gave sworn testimony in this case, will then compare that signature to what's on file. We have those images. There are tens of thousands that are so obviously a mismatch. You could be blind in one eye and half blind in the other and say that doesn't match. And so this isn't a simple matter of a few people maybe you know, giving it to somebody else to sign. There are tens of thousands. The sheer scope of these mismatched signatures indicates that there is a systemic problem with here. And then you layer on top of it, there's what's called chain of custody procedures. And so these are forms where people, where the government and Maricopa County officials are supposed to track these ballots every step of the way when they are inserted into a ballot box to the point that it's take, collected and taken to uh, either Runback or MTEC. You want to make sure that you know where those ballots are coming from. It's a standard security measure. And if you don't have those security measures in place, then you don't know where the ballots are coming from. So is a truck coming up in the middle of the night and dumping 10,000 ballots somewhere? What we found is that, go ahead. Yep. No, go ahead. You finish. I was going to say, what we found is there were 300,000 ballots that don't have proper chain of security. And so what that means is there's no way to tell where those ballots came from. And to show you the, the importance of this, Arizona makes it a misdemeanor every time one of those chain of custody yep. forms is filled out properly. It, it's so, a statute. They, yes, it's it, very powerful. It's, let, let me just let me just ask you, with all the evidence, I need everybody to read this, and I need everybody to promulgate, to push it out, and make sure other people read it. You said it's a broken system. But as I read this, particularly the experts you say about the probability all the machines have fall down, you've got the experts on the Google situation, you've got the chain. It's broken because they want it to be broken. These are acts of commission. It's not like, oh, I'm seeing uh, gross negligence as far as competence. There's plenty of that. But the system, it's systemic because they want it to be systemic. Am I wrong as I read this to derive that from the evidence and data and information you've put forward, sir? Yeah, it is. It's a broken system. And whenever the, the – and I just saw an article from the Washington Post who I responded last night to when they asked me for a comment. And in the article, they say, oh, it's another unsupported complaint. And, you know, that is just flat. <laughs> that is gaslighting. What they're trying to do is to keep people from looking themselves at the evidence. We put an image of the two signatures side by side. There are tens of thousands of those. People can now see exactly what this gives people, your viewers and others, a, a window into the process of voting. And so when you see images of two signatures that clearly don't match on a scale of tens of thousands, 
This is stunning. The one other yeah. point about this case that makes it different, you've heard of a gentleman by the name of Dr. Robert Epstein who has given yep. testimony from the Senate. He's talked about how Google, and he's, he's on the left. He said, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Democrat and I'm scared because he said, you know, Google through their algorithms can move over two and a half million votes in 2016. And he's, he's testified about this and, and nobody has questioned it. We know that censorship and, and the algorithm, social media and searches are being manipulated by big tech to shift public opinion. What's important uh, about the case, yeah. Go ahead. you know about the Missouri v. Biden case where uh, Missouri state AGs in Missouri, Jeff Landry in, in Louisiana and other private companies like Gateway Pundit brought a First Amendment claim. They found all the a censorship operation run by DHS. What has come um, out of that? Yep, go ahead. Well, what has come out of that is that DHS was running a massive censorship operation on behalf of state and local election officials. They set up what's called an election misinformation reporting porthole, yep. whereby state and local election officials, and Katie Hobbs took advantage of this, could send up an email flagging posts and other information they wanted taken sure. down. And then she's, CISA, it, she's it's, an it's part of this. Uh, Kurt, we got to bounce. We got about 30 seconds. Where do people go to see the complaint? We've pushed it out everywhere. How do people get to you? How do they follow you? Well, they can follow me at Kurt Olson on Truth Social. And I believe that uh, that that Perry Lake will be posting the complaint up on her website. Yeah. Surely not already there. Kurt Olson, fabulous work. I'll be up on Getter all weekend talking about this, the FBI, all of it. Follow us on Getter back here live 10 a.m. Monday morning. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, an energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's S-A-T-123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. 
None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 